0: On this episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be discussing the Charles Band film Trancers, starring Tim Thomerson. Hopping in for discussion all the way from 2016 is Jason Coleman of Flicks for Fans and WhySoBlue.com. Welcome
1: to Cult Cinema Cavalcade a bi-weekly movie podcast that features hosts Brandon and Cullen discussing a film from cinema's past, considered but not limited to being a cult classic. As a disclaimer, each episode will include plot spoilers and may contain harsh language. Episodes available on cultcinemacavalcade.com and iTunes. Like the show on Facebook and follow on Twitter at CC Cavalcade. For questions, suggestions, and all inquiries, contact us via mail at cultcinemacavailcade.com.
0: We call them trancers, slaves to whisper psychic power.
2: Not really alive, not dead enough.
0: This is Cult Cinema Cavalcade, this is episode 29, this is Brandon, as always with me is your co-hoster that's mad about you, Cullen.
2: My head is full of mucus, and I'm ready to talk about Tim Thomerson.
0: Today we are talking about Tim Thomerson, who's returning to Cult Cinema Cavalcade for the first time since Rhinestone, Johnny Lyle's favorite episode of the show, and he totally agrees with what we said about it. This today, though, is 1984's Trancers, so Cullen... Whistle for them a little plot synopsis, please.
2: Jack Death is a kind of cop bounty hunter in the bleak Los Angeles of the future. He's become obsessed with chasing Whistler, an evil criminal who uses powerful hypnotic powers to convert people into zombie-like creatures known as Trancers. Whistler has managed to escape through time travel and is loose in 1980s LA, but Death is on his trail.
0: Trancers is directed by Charles Band, written by Danny Bilson and Paul DeMayo. And stars Tim Thomerson, Helen Hunt, Art LaFleur, Michael Stefani, Telma Hopkin, and Biff Maynard. And welcome back. We'll get to Trancers in just a little bit. But first, helping us to discuss it, we have from Why So Blue and Flicks for Fans jason coleman oh so proud to be here
3: and i did catch that mad about you reference was that a hell a hunt reference i i yeah I, of course nice very nice very nice very it was topical. Ve- it was very <laughs> subtle yes yeah <laughs> so proud to be here love the transfers, all the transfers,
0: even four and five in that that other one? Probably not. <laughs> we'll save that. We can talk about that later. We'll Save that for another episode. <laughs> before we get into transfers, we gotta we got a tweet this week, Cullen. Say what? Oh! From our one of our super fans. Um, he's been we've mentioned him on the show before. Jacob Destry. dude went out and bought himself a VHS copy of Deathstalker Two to watch in preparation for the episode and. Had to find someone with a VCR to borrow it to watch Deathstalker 2 for listening to our
2: podcast. Now, what do you think costs more, the price of the used VHS tape or the old
0: VHS player? Or the dignity (laughs) of having to tell someone you need to borrow the VCR so you can watch... Deathstalker Two. <laughs> Wasn't it just yesterday that you
3: could go into the video store and remember the blockbuster had them all locked up and you could get your you could bring a VCR
0: home? Was it a little little carry yeah, case was, and everything? Yeah, what yeah. To they did that. They did that with uh, DVD players too. Yeah. I mean, what happened? What happened to that? <laughs> I don't know. And like I say, you know, it's that's why I collect weird stuff because you you can't find Deathstalker Two to stream. Indeed. You can't find and it's impossible. I will even say this: you can't find it to pirate even. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, you have to buy a, a DVD from Shop Factory. It just came out on Blu-ray at the end of August, but it's a limited to 1,000 pressing. And I don't know if you want to spend $30 to watch Deathstalker 2. guys, there's a chance you might not like it. But, That's impossible, um, Brandon. Yes. Jacob, you are awesome. This is what I love. I love people watching the movies with us prepping for the episode. Yeah. And the fact that you went out and got VHS, which is like, oh, cult and cavalcade. Jim Dietz will tell you that's the way it's done. but dude, email us, uh, message us your address. I'll send you a shirt for Colsamo Cavalcade because that was awesome. You definitely deserve nice. it. So. Nice. No, many props, many props.
2: It will be uh, the shirt will be worth at least as much as your VHS player. So <laughs> you come on top.
0: You're yes. doubling your investment. Colin, how is it he could he could get a hold of us?
2: Oh, there's multiple ways, Brandon. what well, you said? <laughs> he tweeted. At us uh, on Twitter. Our handle is CC Cavalcade. And you know what? Mm-hmm. Uh, you got more than 140 characters. We got mail. Mail at com, which means we have a website, com. If that isn't enough ways to get a hold of us, Facebook, Cult Cinema cavalcade It couldn't be easier unless you're illiterate or in prison. Those are two excuses, and that's it. Or still on MySpace. Or still on MySpace. We're not there yet. Really, I, I thought thought might still there. I thought it was still okay. Okay, forget
0: it. <clears throat> Anyways, yeah, thank you, Jacob, and let's turn our attention to the main event, Trancers, 1984 film. Jason, tell us your history with Trancers. I think you're probably yeah you're you're a huge Trancer fans, and I'm sure uh, Full Moon, uh, Empire uh is it empire pictures or empire oh yeah huge what was it about? Yeah. yeah but the, the you know
3: I, I always consider transfers to be somewhat separate from the 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 full moon even though it did you know happen in the empire era uh, I, I definitely yeah. found it separate because it, there's a there's kind of a somber tone to the movie as well as humor which is which makes it kind of a little bit different than kind of the the more schlocky stuff that came later but the history it's competent yeah Oh, absolutely, (laughs) it absolutely is. But yeah, I I learned of it because my dad had gone on a uh, cruise with my mom and had watched it, you know, she was asleep one night and he was watching TV and he came across it and then he told me about it. And uh, and I watched it and I was completely blown away. And uh, to top it off, in, in my high school, there was a um, kind of a, a theater um, where they did, you know, they did acting, they did, you know, filming for movies and stuff like that. You know, it was all kind of in there. And in inside the doorway in this long um, ceiling was a poster of Transers, a video poster that I always looked at and I always just thought was really cool. There was something very awesome about that movie and the acting and everything. And I, it just, you know, that movie stuck with me for a very long time. It's got a, it's got a very, uh, you know, it's, it's obviously got that, you know, that tongue, tongue in cheek humor that Paul and Danny kind of, you know, started, but at the same time, it has those kind of somber Raymond Chandler, Sam Spade kind of moments to it. So it's, it's, it's really I, I think it's it's Charles Band's best piece of work and and he did kind of, you know, try to, you know, keep it going, but there's something magical about every step within this movie that I think makes it a classic. So, I uh, loved it ever since I was a kid, you know, kept always looking through high school up in this in the ceiling at that poster and eventually I did take that poster down and take it with me and I have it. And I did get Tim Thomerson to sign it. So,
0: Cullen, is this your first excursion with Trancers? It is
2: my first excursion with Trancers. The first time I was even aware of Trancers was during the Rhinestone episode where you mentioned Tim Thomerson. Wow. Like, I that's know, <laughs> I yeah, I don't think we actually talked about it in this show. I think it was like before or, or after, but but still, I was like, what the hell is Trancers? I had zero idea what this movie was before he watched oh. it. Like, like, like I, uh... even listening to the, the the trailer, I still thought what the hell is trancers
0: <laughs> basically with full moon features and empire like a lot of people might fear stuff but i'm like the the trancers and the Stuart gordon stuff yeah is the best is the best output they absolutely. have. absolutely and i mean you shouldn't think of like evil bong yeah. and things like that when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to these movies but i i transers for me it was you know i growing up video store junkie we had a grocery store calling you my remember called scott's (laughs) i remember scott's and uh they had a video section because everybody had a video section everywhere back back in the day and our grocery store would have it and i would notice movies like a lot of times like i'm a you know get to be a franchise joke if they had sequels so i'm like well if they make more the you know it's got to be good, right? They keep telling the <laughs> sure, story. So, that's an interesting theory. <laughs> so I would always, I would always be interested in the movies that had more than one. And then, like, I think it was either Transfers two or three came out, and they actually had like a big poster for it in there, and it was new released. <laughs> and I was like, huh, Transfers. So I went back, watched the first one, and and I liked it, and and I and I watched the other two, but it wasn't. I came, I ended up like revisiting later down the line. Going, I remember watching Transfers that more. My appreciation grew for it. But I just remember that's how I was at first attracted to it was because oh there's more than one of these well something's up here you know I was I was a big Friday the Thirteenth junkie Elm Street and like all the horror movie section you know always be sequels so I'm like oh these elongated stories that were probably you know at the time I felt like you know oh this is one big story being told when no they're they're cash that grabs <laughs> cash
2: grabs the Trancers but, story cannot be contained to one film it refuses yes you know, one I didn't
0: film. when I was. When I was younger, I never understood that, you know, and, and, and good for me because I got more into it by not, you know, knowing, you know, being a young kid and not knowing that stuff until I learned more. But that's what, you know, Transfers is like, oh, there's multiple ones, so I should check these out. Uh, I see but one yeah. of them is
2: the origin of uh, McNulty, right? McNulty. Right, yeah.
0: <laughs> we,
3: were all, we were all clamoring for that one, so it's obvious.
0: <laughs> okay, so with Trancers, uh, we begin in uh, future, were we given a date? I said future? I don't just think future. I think no, it's just I mean, future. It,
3: it is. I mean, it is 2247. But I mean, they, they don't actually put a like a title card or anything. But hey, yeah. but but one of the things we're going to do as we go through each scene is I've got a trivia question for you guys. And so I'm going to just tally it up and then one of you will be the winner at the end. So starting. Hey. So we'll start with the title sequence here. Now, writers Paul DeMeo, of course, and Danny Bison did the screenplay, but they also did a screenplay for what 1991 Walt Disney period superhero flick. Rock, rocketeer. The rocketeer there we go but you both got it but Brandon got it first so Brandon oh
2: that's how we're doing oh, yeah. it come on
3: yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Brandon's, Brandon's got one so okay so um, um so yeah a great a great you know this is an old school title sequence of course right so it, it you know it right. stays on a long time but that music you know the music by Phil Davies and Mark Ryder amazing music um, that actually carries it, and again, I, I, t- today's audience might you know go right past that, but I, I I definitely it definitely for me when I originally had watched it, it set a tone for that movie. So
0: well, it's got the same kind of idea that like the Terminator's yes. Uh, yes title sequence has, and that's I like those back in the day. Now kids, you know, there's no patience for something like this. I mean, they can't even do any more. You know how like the old when the first wave of like Marvel with Spider-Man and like Hulk and X-Men, they'd have these like really I don't know, they were always some sort of like biology type of opening credits where he'd be like fastly zooming through things while names came on the screen right. they don't even they won't even do that anymore well, well carpenter so was the even. master of that too you know again using his music oh, yeah. he could, he could to make, set a tone he could make white text on black screen exciting yes, <laughs> yes
3: good music can set a tone and this one definitely did
0: we have a basically a voiceover kind of give us a feel from jack death he's hunting down whistler's followers which are called trancers, and he. He pulls up to a diner to go in to get some coffee. There's a, a waitress and a scummy-looking guy at the uh, the diner bar, and Jack Death wants to give him a test, which you know you figure, you know, oh, that's gonna be the guy, but it's negative, and immediately after, the waitress is what we know now is a trancer and attacks him. Yes. Right.
2: Uh, yes. So I, I, like, I'm just gonna ask this question. I, I know I'm gonna come off uh, probably as a major uh, tool. But uh, I just want it to be known that I, I watched the movie. I took notes. I, I, I carefully watched this movie. Right. Please explain to me what a trancer is. It didn't – I didn't get it. Like, like, okay, so Whistler well, –
3: well, 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 now in his words, what does he say? He says – he says uh, uh, trans, we call him trancers. Slaves to Whistler's psychic power. Not really alive and not dead enough. So I, th- I think the idea was – Sort of like, uh, like psychically, like like uh, controlled by Whistler, but okay. also you know, but, but with that, with a hint of zombie, a little bit of hint of maybe right, zombie, maybe scan,
2: maybe scanners in there a little bit. Because they really try. Like every time a trancer attacks, it always seems like man, they they want to bite someone. And I thought, yeah. like, oh, he's go- they're going to bite them, and then they're going to become a trancer. And that never happens because Tim Thomerson gets bit a few yeah. times by ha! <laughs> So I was just like, oh, oh no, our hero's a trancer. No, he just right. got bit and he's walked, he's fine. He shook it off. He took right. He took they're kind of like
0: there's a sort of kind of like zombie agent Smith's from like The Matrix, where it's like a normal person one second and turn around and it's been infiltrated the next. And
2: right. and also, um am, am I right in saying that it's like Jack Death played by Tim Thomerson. It's his job to just hunt trancers. Because that's what it felt like. It didn't feel like he did anything else other than like, well, it's Tuesday, time to hunt the trancers.
0: But he's doing it on his own, like yes. vigilante, okay. like, and that's why they're not okay. happy. I
3: mean, the idea of the character, I mean, even in that scene, you know, Art LaFleur, he, you know, uh, McNulty, he kind of comes up and says, hey, you know, if you don't do your assignments, I think he's, uh, you know, Jack Death, you know, his wife has been killed by a trancer, and so he's taking it personal. He's going out and he's killing every trancer known to man kind of thing. Because
0: so. we don't we, we don't really know if, like, once you've been hit Become a transfer if you can be like if there's some way you could be like cured or put back to normal. Well, it seems he's like not because he says people. Transers, uh,
3: yeah. uh transit only works on people with weak minds, easily controlled. So right, right, yeah, yeah. He's... Again, uh, some room. It's not uh, it's not ironclad. There's definitely some room yeah. for cheese there. I'm not implying oh it's all thought out, but it's <laughs> it's definitely you know I mean it, it, for 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 purposes of that movie, I think it, I think it, it holds up all right.
0: The movie's a brisk 75 minutes. Yes. There's I mean it is. It, it is. it's it moves without explanation. You just kind of have to uh, you know, I, yeah, I, I, you're not unfounded in, in what you're wondering <laughs> at no, all. No, not. But I think that you, like, you kind of just like go, okay, bad guy, go with it. Weird, well, yeah. strange, like controlled
2: what, by Whistler. It almost seems like <laughs> like just a Whistler going back in time would be enough story. It's like, "No, screw that." put in kind of zombies in this movie then it's perfect. <laughs> Makes total sense. Where his powers he's kind of psychic. How did he get him? It's not important. He's a bad go go make the movie. It's 1980
0: something. Get to work. Get me more Well, power. I think too I think too part of this movie's inspiration is it's kind of like a dime store Blade Runner.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And well,
0: I think that's their their answer to the replicants and they wanted to do their own spin on them whether it was necessary to the story or not. But to it, save money, or, they put it in the it, present. Exactly. Yeah, they just
2: slather like, and, the, like, the the transfer makeup. It's not consistent 100% of the time, and I think, I don't know, part of that's probably because, like, well, I can't even say it's because, like, of how long they've been trancers, because it looks like people like, sh- like, they're already a trancer, but then they just spontaneously, like, no, look, see, I'm really a trancer, you can tell now. It's almost <laughs> like, um like the evil dead where like a deadites possess this person they look normal but then all of a sudden oh wait no they're not they're full of demon you know it, it's kind of like that but there's not a bunch of, wind sort of and screaming me of like, like an evil dead it's what you know it's happening
0: they remind me of the makeup looks uh, akin to like Night of the Comet zombie yes mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. I would definitely agree with that And and you
3: know I mean yeah absolutely there is you know I think shortcuts, you know, taken in in certain ways, like how you said, you know, the future is a small part of the movie and then they go to the present and that's the movie. But I think in this particular script, what it it just, it worked like it, 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 it makes for a really good story. Um, so the, 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 the shortcuts here amount to something that's actually interesting as opposed to just going, Oh, well it's just a shortcut. It looks like crap, you know? Yeah. The
0: transfers themselves aren't really, they're, they're a detail. On the side of the story, yes. rather. I mean, they're not. So I think you can get away with <laughs> but, that because it's not uh, as important. It's not the drive of the story. I, I, it's just. But a, I
2: love that they're a detail of the story, not the main thing. But the movie is called Trancers. Yeah. Well, that's another
0: thing,
3: no, though. You know, it was it, the 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 alternate title, of course, in, in Australia, France, the Philippines, and West Germany was called Future Cop. So. And it kind of bounced back and forth so
0: well yeah they did they transfers wasn't there they they went back and forth in america on that title too didn't they because yes. I, I watched a documentary on it and they uh they were like yeah we, we we had transfers someone said no we tried like future cop and we ran it a couple weeks with that and then said no nah, we want transfers back right
3: but i mean yeah <laughs> I know, definitely is...
2: death <laughs> time traveler that's a badass <laughs> name
3: i, I checked that out <laughs> yeah but you definitely, listen, you definitely got some awesome kind of cheesy effects here, you know, in yeah. the, bringing it back to the, to the kind of the restaurant, you know, there's the, the, the CGI, the pre-CGI kind of model work of the, of the, the, you know, the car coming uh, down after they press the, 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 the homing beacon and, and, uh, you know, there's a nice little, uh, little gaff where, you know, after, he, after Jack Death shoots the, uh, the, the waitress, if you look really closely, there's kind of like a double edit there where after she's been singed, you know, and the, and the, and the, the smoke. It's, yeah. it's really it's very cheesy but it all kind of i don't know it's for some reason it
0: adds to the charm i don't know call me well cause... there's like there's a there's a weird thing with this this whole diner sequence at the beginning that there's a there's a it's oozing with a sense of like style atmosphere and there's like a feel to it but it's also a nice healthy dose of camp mm. yes in the middle of it to make it it's like this own like unique thing and i really i just from the offset i'm down with this movie because i like it it never comes back to this no ever because i mean no. we we go back to the 80s but for this like opening moment i mean this is just like perfect for me like i'm just like oh wow this is i'm like loving it up into the in this whole little diner scene yeah, it yeah. made
2: me laugh though like she you know she reveals herself to be a trancer <laughs> and then there's like a strobe light that kicks in like well wait what? What, what what's happening where's that light coming from and um it, it's not from the beacon Because that light kicks on as soon as she turns into a trancer, and then that other guy beats Cheeks and then he lights the beacon. So what the hell is that coming from? Uh, The stove? (laughs) (laughs) The stove is powered by disco, or techno, I don't know.
3: Oh wait, trivia question for this scene, what is the name of the restaurant, gentlemen?
0: Yeah. It was something number thirteen. Close, I think. Thirteen o'clock. Like no, o'clock?
3: it's oh, close. You, you got it. Almost. Right. No, it's mom. Mom's number three, which I have no idea why, oh, no. but mom's mom's number three.
0: All right. got right. with the number, So zero points awarded. <laughs> <Yeah.
3: laughs> and notice, by the way, but on the back of the guy's shirt, the guy who, who booked it, as you put it, uh, the metro. It said Metro Transit on the back, so implying that. This world is is totally decayed and there's no public transportation anymore. So
2: <laughs> and coffee is scarce. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but soy milk is it. He said hey, hey, give me some
0: of that. <laughs> yeah. Even, even, even in the future he doesn't want any of that soy crap. <laughs> After the struggle and uh, Jack Death, you know, disintegrates the transfer, uh, McNulty mm. shows up to scold Death for going solo, you know, on these unauthorized assignments and and Jack Death is the uh, typical thing of throwing his badge and, and leaving. McNulty mentions to a, a cop, like, he was a good cop till the transfer killed his wife. Yes. It's like, oh, backstory. Backstory. But we, we then go to a, a, a beach, which we can see Los Angeles has been buried in the ocean. Mm. And Jack Death emerges from the ocean, a, a scavenger, as he finds a Sunset Boulevard street sign. And uh, McNulty finds him on the beach to bring him into the council. Has summoned him, which is apparently the highest honor there is. And, and tells him, Indeed. and it got a great line here with, Damn it, Jack. the council needs you. Fuck
2: him. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, it is good.
3: But I would, you know, I would hazard to start, you know, that scene, the start of that beach scene. It does a couple of things for me. First of all, the music in that particular scene, the music by those guys, I think is the best piece of music in the movie. That piece of music is just really, there's a melancholy, kind of sad, kind of interesting feel. The shot there, I don't, I can't, I'm I'm assuming it's a matte painting, you know, from the beach to the, to the, uh, to the underwater kind of city, it looks like a matte painting, it could be, you know, a model. But it's just cheesy but awesome enough to really set a tone, and I, I love this scene before you know the stuff of McNulty, just because there's a somber kind of quality that you really feel like right. Jack Death keeps trying to live in the past. That's why he's going underwater because he doesn't want he, he really doesn't feel like there's a future for him. He feels like again, it, it makes it sound like you know I'm giving you know a lot of depth to a really cheesy movie, but there's something in that scene that really always every time I see it, the combination of the music and that visual and the the character of Jack Death, I really love. So it's probably yeah. one of my favorite scenes in the movie.
0: I think the I think the city in the back, the the matte painting or whatever it is, it it for like a, a film in the 1960s, that's awesome, great effects, mm-hmm. passable. And then the, in 1980s, it looks kind of cheesy. Yeah. Maybe maybe by design or maybe it's just you know this movie didn't have the money. But, this movie didn't um, have
2: the money. I think it's safe yeah, to say. It's throwback. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. But what there, it there's what no it manages of the to do without money is is impressive. I think. Yeah. 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 Oh, by the way, by the way, uh,
3: question. Okay, so name one of the three items Jack found in the water when he's going through his net.
0: That's a, so boulevard, a boulevard sign. sign. Oh, okay. there we go. We both knew it, but Brandon spoke first. I had just said it. So, um, <laughs> okay. But as, uh, as Jack Death goes back to the ocean, McNulty screams at him that Whistler is alive. Yes. And, you know, that gets him on the case. So uh, McNulty takes Jack to a, a door that he can't go any further to meet the council and only two of the three council people are present because Whistler killed one of them. He had uh, fled 300 years into the past to Los Angeles and they play a recording of Whistler for Jack Death, which is uh, explaining the plot, his, his evil plot, which is he will have his revenge by killing ancestors of those in the council and death so they won't exist anymore. And then he will return to the future to reclaim the council as his own and the guy, the Seinfeld council guy, this is what I call them because
2: yeah, Mr. Was, Wilhelm. I'm yes, sorry,
0: Mr. Wilhelm from Seinfeld, has witnessed. Uh, he witnesses Van Sant, uh, not one of the Leonard Skinner guys, but this guy <laughs> in the council named Van Sant, demise, and uh, he and his whole family just disintegrated. And death will be sent to 1985, and will be taking on the conscience of an ancestor to protect he and the council. And basically, their time travel is the equivalent of X Men Days of Future Past.
2: Yeah, where well you just go back in the. Like, well, I mean, it's probably closer to Quantum Leap. I mean, because you're not jumping back into your own body, you're jumping into an ancestor, which is kind of similar. But you're, you are right. jumping into a, a, another human being when you're doing it. By
3: the way, I find it fascinating that that you guys both picked Richard Heard from Seinfeld. It shows you what a geek I am. I always think of him as the uh, the lead the leader from the uh, cheesy TV series V. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know always Mister
0: Wilhelm to me. Yes,
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was I was a hardcore Seinfeld guy. So nice. Was... Nice. Um, and and
3: and Margaret Ash, you know, who was of course was was the other chairperson. I, I I had read a thing where it said that Betty Davis was the person they originally wanted for that role. So that oh, wow. that would have been interesting, definitely. Uh, the one thing I would say about that scene, by the way, in that in that council chamber is that I think it's one of the most amazingly lit scenes for a, for a, a scene that's basically. Takes place in a single room where there's not much, Mm -hmm. you know, there's not much in terms of architecture and stuff like that. It looks like they just shot it in a warehouse or something. the 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 lighting design by Mac, uh, you know, Mac Alberg, who also shot Reanimator, in that scene in particular, I think is pretty damn impressive. So I mean, this
0: (laughs) this does have style. It it doesn't. This movie, I well, you know, I like the movie stuff, but it maybe they intended, but it kind of almost doesn't deserve to look as good as it does Mm -hmm. in these scenes. (laughs) In a way, like they're they're making like real magic here right. out of where you wouldn't expect. Well, having seen a lot of other full moon Charles Band things, like how is this happening right here? And you know, and Stuart Gordon isn't involved. Like that's <laughs> right.
2: you know, they 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 must have hired people that went on to much bigger and better things.
3: Yeah, they, oh, yeah. they got
2: them before anyone knew that they were any good. That's what had right, to be. <laughs> right,
3: right. As I said, a, a good combination of things at all at one particular time that just ended up meshing well together. Uh, oh, by the way, okay, so the mat, uh, when he goes into the council chamber, there's a mat in, in the front door. Do you remember what was written on that mat?
0: Nay. Uh,
2: What's on the mat was, get them trancers.
3: <laughs> Lois, <laughs> I, I might have given it to you. No, High Council Western Territories. No. Okay.
0: Did not pick that up. Very cool. They go to a room uh, where the time travel happens, and Death sees Whistler's body, and they say they have to keep him there to have something for you know, his conscience to return to, and then Death just destroys Whistler's body, so he has nothing to come back to. Nice. And he gets his uh, his gadgets, he gets a pistol that has an antidote for him and Whistler to go back to return to in time, and then there's also a watch he has that'll stop time for a long second and they give him photos and information on who their ancestors are to protect and then they eject him with a serum and boom he's in a bathroom and Helen Hunt is getting dressed in a bedroom just like that indeed <laughs> but uh, but, and but I, by the way a great little backstory a
3: little little taste of it but not too cheesy between the death and the uh, the uh, technician reigns, you know like the oh, they yeah, there, There's or some something? heat there he like oh this is so weird and makes no sense but it's kind of in there stuffed in there anyway which is kind of cool
0: yeah and oh, here's the thing they do. I mean, there's a good job here of Tim Thomerson looks like a really different person between the future and the ancestry. Goes into. I mean, when he goes to 1985, he sort of he looks like a bigger person. His hair's a bit feels a bit fluffier. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just there's just like a different presence with both these guys. Like I don't know what they did. Maybe it's the scar and the makeup and stuff in the future. Maybe they put him in bigger clothes, but he looks so much smaller in the future. And then he comes here and he's like a fuller. Well, maybe, a, like, looking guy. maybe like, part of
2: it's the lighting because he comes to the future. It's a lot, true. it's a lot yeah. brighter and right. um, uh, it's less mysterious, obviously. So maybe that's part his, of it.
0: His hair's more gray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's just yeah. It's it feels like different. You know, it could it could be, someone could be tricked and thinking it's a different guy? It's cr- it's right, classic
2: Thomerson.
0: It is classic Thomerson. <laughs> so uh, Jack Death finds his materials and gears yeah. up his watch and his pistol, and then Helen Hunt, because we don't know her name, so I call her Helen Hunt, says they need to hurry up as she'll uh, be late for work and is dressing up like a Santa Claus because it's uh, Christmas time.
2: Which plays almost no role in the movie.
0: (laughs) It's like one (laughs) other thing
2: that kind of happens in the movie where it relates to Christmas, and the rest of it's just, it's Christmas, it's December 25th. Who cares? What is that? Forget it. Screw it.
3: <laughs> I know exactly, but we'll get to the scene eventually, but I know exactly why they made it Christmas, but go ahead. <laughs>
0: well, there's there's a line here about apparently uh, Jack Death's ancestor, Philip, said uh, with the, him and Helen Hunt that,
1: Did you mean what you said last night?
0: Yeah, sure. What did I say last night?
1: Well, oh, come on. You said that making love to me was like the ethereal union of two lost souls?
4: That it was. What? I mean, lost souls, yeah.
0: Oh, and then Death asks where Coanga Boulevard is, which just like a GPS or a public transportation bus in Los Angeles cannot pronounce. It. <laughs> oh, At least he
2: has the excuse of being from the future.
0: Right. Right, yes. He puts on a puts on a trench coat. He main- like, yeah, oh, he, ma- is- he maintains
3: that style, and of course, gives the most iconic line of the movie:
2: "Dry hairs for squids,"
0: <laughs> where he yeah, slicks his hair back. So he's Like, what are you doing? I live by that. Is that wrong? I don't know. <laughs> every every morning you get up, you look in the mirror, oh, yeah. you're like dry history yeah, squids squids
2: this <laughs> is so funny like the movie just like stops cold and he just says it and then like yeah, this yeah. and then like they walk out the door like what the fuck just happened movie <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: oh que- okay so question for this one okay so what is the color streak in Helen Hunt's hair blue blue okay I'm definitely giving that one to Colin I heard him say that first nice nice job though.
0: suck on that one I like her this. hair all right yeah <laughs> damn <laughs> so jack death drops helen hunt off at work who is uh feeling very uncomfortable about him as he's coming across as a very different person than he was before and now we do get her name is lena and, she, and i love what she goes did i give you my phone number <laughs> <laughs> no is it like no and he's like no he's like okay and uh she's a santa's helper at the mall uh which should probably come as no surprise after she got dressed and death comes over to her as she's taking a picture says, I need your help. And then Santa freaks because he's a trancer. Oh, yes.
3: What's wrong with Mary? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, Listen, there's some cheese in here. I mean, you're going to go. Oh, this is a whole, a whole fight. Here's some
3: cheese. Okay.
0: Yeah, death. Death begins a, a fight with Santa Claus, and we get security. We've got trouble at the North Pole. And the kid, in the meantime, is
3: is reciting. I want Mister Potato Head, hungry, hungry hippos, John Doe the mandroid. John, what is John Doe the mandroid? Is that a real toy? I am.
0: Maybe it was a film Charles Band was trying to get <laughs> done at <That was> like <laughs> the same time. It, it, he was trying to create a. He's like after transfers. Yeah, they hunt. They yeah, hunt so-
2: because jack death can't be around all the time to do it
0: (laughs) oh and then santa pins jack death with antlers into the wall yes (laughs) yes but before he can take a security guard's gun to shoot him jack death shoots him and says uh he goes welcome to the 20th century jack death and then santa dies so (laughs) jack he grabs lena and they both they both go and Two punks oh, yeah. try to stop him, and he's like, don't piss me oh, off. Best moment ever. Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. so cool. <laughs> they leave. And then they have an autopsy or a crime scene autopsy on Santa, and it's Whistler, but he's now – he disintegrates Santa and says he's Detective Weisler. Yes. It's
2: yes, that is Whistler's and, uh, ancestor. Yes. yes.
0: All right. And so – Immediately now, Jack Death tells Lena that he's a cop from the future and needs a guide. <laughs> no bullshitting in this movie. It's 75 minutes. We're honest with each oh, other. Yeah. Trim. Nice and right trim. off the yeah. bat. Uh, he goes to find a photo to give her the address so they can find one of the ancestors. That was that photo? <laughs> but it fell out of his pocket during the Santa Claus battle at the mall, which Whistler picks it up and now has the address. So they immediately you get to this tanning place. Um What is the, and what is and, and now
3: we're going into that, so what is the name of the tanning place, gentlemen?
2: Aloha tan. Close, no.
0: A place to tan?
2: <laughs> tropical tube tan. Remember he goes, eh you know the tropical oh, tube man. tan at
0: ah, okay. twenty. Tropical yeah. tropical tube tan. Well she tells him she calls him uh Phil and he goes, Jack. Phil stepped out. Yes. And by the way, this is what your answer to your Christmas line. You're
3: like, why is it in Christmas? Those guys, those, uh, the the writers, they're such huge like old school movie fans that there was an old movie called Lady in the Lake from uh, 1947 that Robert Montgomery did. And he said, he, not only is there a character there that he's talking to named Chris Lavery, which is the same guy in this tanning salon, um, but he uses the same line. I like your tans, very Christmassy. It's from that 1947 film, Oh yeah. Lady I, they, in the Lake. Yeah, I remember. And I think that's
2: why they probably said
3: Christmas. I, I figured oh, it was so
2: go. they could say we got trouble at the North Pole. That's yeah. what I thought they. <laughs> What's the character's okay. name again? Uh, Chris Slaver. Th- He's being trans. So Chris Slaver.
0: Plus, is Chris
2: that right? Slavery.
0: Slavery. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's um. Yikes! Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what I like about uh, Southern Comfort, whatever his name is. Uh, <laughs> He says to uh, Jack Death, you look a little pale. He's talking to Tim Thomerson, a man from Hawaii that looks (laughs) so dark. (laughs) Like he's only slightly less dark than George Hamilton. You look a little pale pale compared to a suitcase. Better
0: go for the 20. I I, I love his... Jack Death leaves Lena in the car and as soon as he gets inside, she just takes oh, off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. F this noise. I, I'm it's out. A car. It's a 1957
3: Ford Thunderbird. When you take off...
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. This guy's crazy. This or- ride is sweet. I work <laughs> in a mall. I'm
1: leaving.
0: And since we get straight to the point, uh, Jack Death tells Lavery that you know, someone's coming to kill him immediately and Lavery says they need to talk to his office but on the way, he jump-kicks Death uh oh, he's a trancer yes. already. And then death awaits in a tanning chamber of doom. Which and... again, you have
3: to, you know, you have to, you have to suspend a little disbelief because the question always in my right. mind was, what tanning place would create a tanning booth that would get so hot that would burn any piece of your skin? So you have to kind of yeah. suspend disbelief and, 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 and have these long tubes, you know, it looks cool though. So I think that's why I forgave it. I was like, like I, I
2: didn't it. even realize it was like a tanning booth because it doesn't look like anything like a tanning booth. Yeah, but I just felt right. like, well, like it's like some kind of murder tube. I felt like <laughs> I thought this guy from the future used future technology to make some kind of murder tube for people. I had, it took me a while to realize what the hell was happening. It's like, Oh, that's a tanning bed the hell
0: <laughs> well luckily lena comes back and she sees lavery dead and it looks like he just like killed himself yeah yeah the gun he Not, burned out and he has, has, hasn't really
3: Yeah, was never really answered but
0: yeah he just and then he just evaporates and she gets jack out of the chamber and they leave as a cop's approaching gun drawn and and they go around to go out back and they're held at gunpoint by a lot of cops and whistler And Whistler orders his men to fire, but then Jack Death uses his watch to stop time as he grabs Lena, and they take off. One
3: second stretched to ten for the person holding the device. Now you will have complete freedom of movement. The rest of the world will appear to have stopped. But of course, stop for like 90 seconds, because it was a lot more. than seconds. It
2: should have been a
0: long ten seconds. That was
2: ridiculous. (laughs) I expected
0: him to have a cup of coffee. It was so long. (laughs) Like Days of Future Past, this is our Quicksilver scene. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But
3: at the same time, listen. I mean, when, when the movie what was 84. Think about that. I mean, I mean, the, the bullet. I mean, first of all, it's it is a creative device, especially for you know a movie that has no money. But even the cheesy bullet thing. I mean, it, I mean, how they even did that? I don't even know. But it's it's pretty cheesy. But I mean, listen. I mean, for what it was worth, I mean, it, it worked. No, it works. It I fun, like it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> they should have given a better explanation. Other than it's going to be 10 seconds. Like,
3: or just man. say it was 20 seconds or
0: something. Like, you know no, or I mean? even,
2: Like, a time limit. Just say, like, it, it will, you know, expand a second of time for... Right.
0: One uh, second to one minute. There, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like that, like that, yeah. Yeah, so he grabs Lena. They take off. Uh, Death tells him a choice of saving Lena over Whistler. Yeah, she Because has... he only had time for one. Yeah. And she tells him that she left him... But came back for the save to save him, and they need a place to hole up into. And Lena has a friend that's gone and has a place in Chinatown, a rather large, you know, crap apartment. In What's Chinatown. your friend's uh, job? That I place don't know, is but there's huge. a yeah, there's a lot of
3: neon going on in that apartment too. Yeah, it's, it's very it's a, swanky.
0: Was well, right above a nightclub. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, that's why it's so it, cheap
2: to live there, probably because the constant <laughs> awful noise from awful bands. <laughs>
0: Well, it was a punk club too. That's Ugh. and death. He hangs out in the place. He's by himself. And she comes back bringing him some, uh, takeout. Hey, wait, before you go, what was the show he was watching? Gentlemen? Oh, geez. I,
2: um, I know part I... of it. Uh, um, that's an old cop show. It ain't bad,
0: but what the no, hell? I, come...
2: I know it's, uh,
0: yep. I'm Peter gun. D- there you go. Call it a two. Okay. Nice.
2: I kept thinking, I kept thinking James Gunn. Like, I know that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Nice job, nice
0: job. Only half wrong. So he's watching TV, and she brings him some beef chow mein, and he goes, beef? Like, from a cow?
2: Wow. Yeah, is everyone, like, like hit you in the future or something? <laughs> no grass. It's
3: all sand, beat water, you
0: know. <laughs> well, and she, she, she charged the dinner on his card, and he said, Phil won't mind. We'll call it my inheritance. inheritance. And... She jokes with him about a fortune cookie being from Whistler, which is a pretty good one on her. And they have a down. great
2: laugh yeah. while their lives are in danger.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, they go downstairs to the club and a Punk Rock is playing uh, Jingle Bells. And he makes the comment, it looks like a room full of trancers to which we all just laugh uproariously. Yeah. <laughs> you can see why they call them punks! <laughs> so there's he's a... walking
2: around though like he has, the, like, the the police radio in his ear when he's uh, in there, too, so he can yeah. listen to see wherever Whistler might show up, because he's a cop. It's
0: a narc. It's a narc. Um, but some ex-flame named Jared hassles Lena and asks to Beat it high, Wop, This is my dance. <laughs> Who's the old fuck? <laughs> yeah. And he spits on Jack Death, and Death knocks him out, and then three punks with, like, Equally annoying hair oh, yeah. walk in. Nice and, and, nice and tall. Yeah, he fights them and they leave the club. And later that night, Lena gives him a Christmas present because it's midnight. <laughs> for yeah. Christmas day. He, does. he has
3: time to get it.
0: He does. It was a robot. What was
3: the name of the robot? Future Man. Oh, nice. Brandon three. Okay.
0: Because it's right here in Gingerman! my. Future <laughs> Man! Just like you. So, cheating. a wind up robot called Future Man. And <laughs> Who then wouldn't they make that out. Present?
2: Who wouldn't love that CVS. <laughs> present. Yeah, bought
0: from an from an
2: aunt at 11:50 on December 24th. Who wouldn't love that present?
3: I'm qu- I'm, qu- I'm
2: I mean, questioning though, did do you think Band actually made
3: that robot or do you think he bought it and got rights to it? How it? did he get rights to whatever that was? And if he didn't, did He, he bought
0: that knockoff thing? Is that, that what he
3: did? Was, I was like, oh, yeah, "I'm sure me? the rights for that." <laughs> yeah, I was like,
2: "Where did he you get
0: don't, that You do you don't see the box yeah. for it, so I mean, <laughs>
2: It's great. Yeah, you know, some kind of like I... Venezuelan knockoff robot, <laughs> obviously.
0: It's like those, like those, those sets of toys you'll see at like flea Mark stuff, like the uh, Super Companions, and it's like yeah. a, just a differently painted Batman and and like Spider Man with Wolverine's head and mm-hmm. just all yep. the. <laughs> those weird sets. Sur- you must hate your kid if you buy it Yeah, out. I was. I'm
3: surprised. I'm surprised Ben didn't uh, put those on the market, man. Maybe, maybe if this was later yeah. in the Full Moon universe, he would have put that up for uh,
0: only $79.99. Oh yeah, comes with a
3: certificate of authenticity.
0: <laughs> yes. we are making out, and uh, she asks where's Phil. He goes, his brains on hold. Why? And she goes, because I like you a lot better. Nice. And uh, they're interrupted by a little girl, and it's actually McNulty. One well, she
2: knocks on the door. It's not like she just walks in the room like,
0: hey, right, yeah. hang, having sex? And She's not the kid
2: from
3: the and room.
0: It, <laughs> I want to watch.
3: I <laughs> you have to admit that kid was pretty cool. It was pretty funny to watch that kid it.
2: it, it was good, but it was also kind of weird because it's this girl that is clearly overdubbed by someone else. Clearly. Like, yeah, but like... It's clearly like like done by an adult woman who's trying to sound young and is yeah. not pulling it off at all. Like they're trying to sound like they're trying to sound like a, it's a woman trying to sound like a young girl who is also speaking like McNulty from the future. Right. So nothing <laughs> yeah. really adds up with this girl at which all. Makes it so, which makes it so cheesy and great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like if you were to say that she was an alien it would be like makes sense adds up. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Great, well, but although Allison Croft, who yeah. played that role, she did in Transers 2, she did get to play the role again and use her own voice, so it was a little different, right? Here, so, there we go.
0: So, he needs Jack to come back and talk to Ashby, and Jack says to hit the bricks, but and they begin resuming the boning process. But McNulty yeah. zaps death and he returns to the future, where death's informed he's being replaced on the project because he didn't protect Spencer's ancestors, yes, and who
3: and either the squad or the person who was replacing jack death or was to be to replace jack death member of the blank squad and the name or or the name Um,
0: oh uh, he wasn't happy about it i remember that but uh it was
2: nada carlos i will say carlos
3: no you got it brandon no, I know. Okay, don't. a member of the Green Squad. Laura Squad. Green squad. Quan, he works the hothouses. He never sins a trancer in his life. <laughs>
0: oh, okay. That's great. Okay. <laughs> After telling his progress on Hal Ashby, though, she changes her mind and has death return. Mm. But he comes back post coitus and she goes. That was too much. Too much work.
3: <laughs> Doesn't that <laughs> suck? Yeah. I'm curious. I was always curious what Phil thought. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. But you know what I'm mean? saying? When he came back and it was like Phil's back, and all of a sudden, I mean, yeah, he's with the same woman that he left with, but at the same time, he's not even in the same apartment or anything. Is he like oh, gives a shit? I'll just, I'll just keep having sex. Or does he go, what the fuck is going on? And where the yeah, there like, like I was. Sh- what well, fuck was
0: going on? Yeah. I, mean, he went,
3: he just, and- I guess he just went with it, right?
0: <laughs> his to quote Phil, it was oh nice. Yeah. <laughs> But like he was he, he was shaving and, yeah.
2: and now, yeah. now he's humping Helen hunt
3: like what happened
2: yeah. like, would what, what he freak out like what did you do to me
3: yeah what do you, i guess not listen we're guys whatever we, we don't, we
2: don't <laughs> like if i were him i would think that someone pumped me full of roofies
0: yeah. where am i in my shave. it was in my shaving cream it went through into the skin <laughs> it's like, wait, are we in chinatown What the hell's happening? Why is there loud punk music downstairs?
2: There's so much neon in here. (laughs) Is Joel Schumacher in charge? What's happening? Oh, that's great.
0: So Jack Death, uh, he catches a TV interview with Whistler, who talks about a program with the homeless and having the mayor and city council on his side for it, which means lots of transfers. And Death and Lena head out to Skid Row, because Whistler knows something and Lena then hotwires a couple scooters that was interesting yeah. like she, they, she, were, they weren't she, motorcycles she side, she they were those like
3: scooters. The, the actual motorcycles that went right to the scooters which is interesting it's right. a lot of shit. Uh, <laughs> <yes.
0: Yeah. laughs> they they go find themselves some hobos calling themselves the three wise men mm. and he tells them Lena is a christmas angel seeking knowledge yes. and they they know uh Hap Ashby, because they call him Highball. Eyeball. I oh Eyeball. No 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 you
3: Highball that was correct and actually Highball yeah okay, actually highball. that was one that was one of my questions so there we go okay well how, which how when about we this?
0: which when we meet him they should call him eight yeah, ball, Eightball. But, <laughs>
3: it, uh, that's yeah. Highball yeah that was correct uh, okay wait so then we'll go to a um, uh, where is it uh, I had one on Hap Ashby oh Hap Ashby was a pitcher for which 1963 team uh,
2: the Padres no. Astros.
3: No. Oh, you guys are close. The Angels. 63, 63 Angels.
2: 63 angels All right. What the hell is this? Okay. Also, uh, also uh, I don't know whether you noticed this or not, but of the three wise men, the, the mm, bums, yes. one of them is Leonard from Community. Did you...
0: That's right. Uh, yes. Yeah.
2: Like when I, like I watched I was like, no. What? Leonard? I, I saw pictures of your weird shaped penis. I saw you doing reviews about potato chips.
0: Yes. That's great. Uh, they they um, say he's in an old paper mill in on Alameda. Death has Lena stop early on their way because, you know, he wants to go on a little bit. He wants her to stand back, not go in on this. And then he goes on and ditches his bike before he walks up to the place to go find Ashby on foot. And the police show up on the scene looking for Ashby. And Death quickly disguises himself as a homeless guy. Yeah, <laughs> And the uh, cops question him but quickly feel he's not Ashby. But after they've left, they realize they were called troopers. Yes. Jack. they like, Ugh. the Lieutenant, the, the Lieutenant J- said Jack death was a trooper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, th- then they, they go back and they, one finds death looking and he's very transfer like already. And death tries to get the guy to realize what he's become, but doesn't work. And he's shot in the back by Lena. And he said, don't take it too hard. He was dead. The moment he gave himself to Whistler. And says, cheer up. You just your first transfer. Great. <laughs> Still murdered, but he but killed a trancer. It.
2: Don't worry. You killed a police officer. And as far as anyone knows in this time, there's no such thing as trancers. But you did it. Get a few more down. You'll
0: forget what their faces look like. It's in no way
2: will there be legal repercussions for what you've just done. Oh killing my. an officer of the law. Well.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, there's a group of bums, including Ashby, and they're getting loaded and playing baseball. Yeah. And, and Lena gives uh, Death his watch back, and once, a kiss. And I will, goes, and like, I
3: will say this about the about the about the kiss. I don't have time. We'll make the time. I will tell you one thing that I that that, that overcomes some of the cheese between Tim Thomerson and Helen Hunt, and that's that there's there is a, a genuine chemistry between those two that I like yeah. in the movie. And I think even in the cheesiest of dialogue and cheesiest of moments, there's a chemistry between those two that just, it really, that, that, that for me made the movie, made the movie great. Well,
0: what, do, what do we overall think of Helen Hunt in the movie? I really like, I think there was like a charm to her. It, she was she kind almost, of well, even, even, adorable
3: in a way. Well, and, even the guys sort of said they wanted a more of a, like, so, you know, when they went into the punk thing downstairs, she was supposed to be like one of those punks, but I think they were so impressed by Helen Hunt, that they were like, we're gonna adjust it for her. So I think they were looking for more of a punky kind of uh, girl. That whereas, you know, Helen Hunt has more of a, a natural kind of you know thing going on. But but I think she's great in the role. And 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 again, her chemistry with Thomerson is just it's awesome, man. Yeah. So I
0: well, they had they had been uh like the problem with Helen Hunt early on with their casting was she hadn't been. Yet thought of for like older roles yet like she was still thought of a child as a child actress and like Tim Thomerson felt weird at first because he had like done a TV show with her when they were when she was like fourteen right. mm-hmm. so they had rapport and stuff but he hadn't thought of her as, like a more of an adult person Until yet he and this was like her, her first yes I can't confirm like, okay we'll we'll roll I'll roll around and <laughs> <all> <laughs> I'll test her out. You
3: know as, well as I do. Sometimes, you know as well as I do that there's sometimes when you see people kiss on screen or you know, something like that, and you just and it just ruins it. Like they could have great chemistry, but they kiss and it ruins it, and it just every every little every piece of intimate moment between the two of them I feel works in the movie. Yeah.
2: I do like yeah. I do think they have good chemistry, but I think I would have preferred it if it was someone that was a full on punk. I just think that would have been more interesting. <laughs> I, I, I honestly do because right now it's like, oh, she's got a blue stripe in her hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's evil Brita. Woo! Yeah. You know, Better looks the blue streak. You're too easy to identify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do mention. They do bring it up. But it is like it is. She seems like more of a poser than, than a punk. She's just like a person with a blue streak in her hair, which mm-hmm. kind of sucks. But I do agree there is chemistry with them, definitely.
0: I I, I mean, she's really fun here. I I don't
2: totally buy how badly she is into uh, Jack Death, because they've known each other for two days, maybe, the whole movie, and she is super into him. (laughs) Kindred
3: spirits?
2: (laughs) I I don't know. It's not even like like an infatuation. It's like, we're going to get married. We're going to make them kids. Let's get this done, Jack Death. What the fuck is this coming from? How long have you been dating Phil?
0: What's going on? <laughs> Movie's only seventy-five minutes. Love has to happen now. <laughs> How long I mean, have you is, been dating Phil? <laughs> I mean, it is Tim
2: Thomerson. He is—he's magnetic. There's no doubt about that. But still,
0: they fall. Tim, Tim,
3: Tim, Tim, Tom, by Tom, by Tom the way, Tim Thomerson is like the is like the Tom Atkins of that world. So I, I you know, you, yeah. you kind of forgive it because he's got the charm. He's got the charisma. He's the Thomerson.
2: Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. It's like... Pop's uh, his they, collar on his jacket.
0: There you go. Slicks that hair back go.
2: Doesn't look like a squid.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, they uh, they fall through the floor upon Ashby and hobos, and Ashby reveals himself to death, but Whistler shows up, and everyone scrambles as gunfire is opened up. Uh, death and Lena take Ashby on their scooters and escape, and a chase ensues with scooters. Yes. Um, uh lena gets shot in the arm during it death takes the scooter down some bridge stairs and lena takes hers through the window of some old man <laughs> yeah! the pipe's apartment which this apartment's in, in like, an alley there's this yeah. like nice apartment yeah. at the end of an alley in the outskirts in the skit like it just okay The window
3: is right at the end of an alley. <laughs> That, right, that, yeah. That, like, that gave me pause. I'll, I'll admit it gave me pause.
0: It's a cool stunt, but it's just there to be yeah. there.
2: And apparently the window is like six feet away from the front door as well. Like, is it right. just a really long house? Why? What the? What? Just I don't really understand small, you, Los Angeles. Really small apartment. Yeah. yeah he, he pays two grand a month for it, but.
3: But uh, but the, but the one you know the interesting thing is when they just before that when they when they're at the gas station and they kind of split up there's a mic that kind of comes into the thing but it was interesting because I've always seen that mic but uh, in the Transers Ultimate Edition that was remastered I noticed that they kind of trimmed that out a little bit so uh, uh, oh okay take that
0: back. maybe they maybe the original they didn't frame it right when they released the original yeah. one sometimes a lot of, like a lot of DVDs had problems when they weren't framing or using correct aspect ratios for films there so know. there's Chance of that, like when, um, funny enough, the first U.S. release of Halloween H two O opened mad at it when it's not supposed to be, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of mistakes and weird framing, wow, choices stuff because they, they Echo Bridge did it and they just didn't care. Um,
2: a lot of Teamsters eating hoagies on the sides.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> you didn't uh, know better. You would think it was a B story? It's just, it's just a guy eating a sandwich. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he forgot. And sometimes, a lot of times when they'd like send like reels to colleges and stuff, there'd be like unformatted things like that, and there'd be booms in movies and stuff like that because they didn't cut the film properly That's, for those like 16 millimeter prints and things like that. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, That was, by the way, at Frank's
3: service station, in case anybody's watching the old DVD. The boom mic shows up boom. at the beginning of the gas station scene at Frank's service station.
0: Ja- Death gets Ashby back to Chinatown, and he says, uh, Ashby's like,
4: Your name's Jack Death?
2: That's a dumb name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like Death you
4: upstairs. you up to... Yeah.
2: Yeah, you, you homeless drunk. How about you <laughs> shut up and say thank you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Lena's by, 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 the, by the way, this is a guy that is supposed to be an ancestor of one of the council members. Wow. So we're supposed to believe a, an ex-baseball player that becomes a homeless drunk is supposed to somehow make children...
0: And he looks like way too old to be, yeah. you know. Yeah,
2: it was is like like no, I don't I I, it, I don't believe this for a second. <laughs> the time travel, the trancing, all of it. I'm on board. I don't believe that man will have sex with anyone, even ah, another homeless ex-ball player.
0: <laughs> well, even without Jack Death's involvement, like he was supposed to do this naturally. Like whew. Yeah, when was the turnaround going to happen? <laughs> like, what was? He's already are you, hit bottom. Are you, are you suggesting Hap Ashby is hapless? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <Ba-da-bum-bum>. <laughs> okay, so Lena's bandaging herself in the bathroom, and Jack Death gives her. A little ditty about his wife and and again and, says, and again you love it, me. it's quick
3: but it's a, i'd still say it's a good scene man i mean getting uh, you have to get yeah, to these beats it, really quickly but uh, the script cares yeah, they, they uh, go back to and, it, and, so. and the chemistry helps and question uh they met he mentions you know i had a you know i had a wife in angel city you know and she uh, she volunteered for transfer bait who played that wife in transfers two gentlemen
2: oh gosh um debbie reynolds
3: no, <laughs> and she was a full moon regular in movies like Crash and Burn, Arcade.
0: And she's in Transfers Three as well. She is. Right? She is. You should
3: know this, Brandon.
0: I know. It's one of those things that is.
3: She's a hottie too. She was in Joe's apartment. She was in a bunch of movies.
2: Was she in Head of the Family? No. But <laughs> I don't care.
0: <laughs> what do you think, Brandon? Yay? Nay? Oh, damn it! Like I know it. The lovely Megan Ward. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Um, and she's in like Encino, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's
3: hot. Yeah.
0: I had a huge fresh oh, on okay. her. Okay. All right. Damn it. I. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Ashby makes himself a sandwich, and they want to give him a shower. And uh, when they're forcing him to declothe, uh, Death notices Hap has stolen his watch, as well as a bunch of other ones. And he tells him he needs to clean up, find a girl, and have a son. Right See, now, because this movie's Colin. seventy-five minutes. Yeah, I
3: agree with Colin. Like before that, so you, even if you think that's the turning point, like when he he goes, no, he heard what I said. You know, that's the turning point. Where was the turning point before Jack Death came along? Yeah, exactly. Because if that's the turning point for Hap Ashby to clean up, I'm I'm I, I agree with you. I'm a little confused. I'm like, well, where was there had to be a turning point at some point for him himself?
0: Like, why couldn't why couldn't they have just had? Well, you know, did, did, well, I guess I guess it'd make no sense if he already had a kid out there. Because right. yeah, because
2: otherwise, he, he's, he yeah.
0: killing Hap Ashby made no sense. So they made I think they made the character like much too old. Right. Yeah. For you know,
2: does like Phil Death tell him to get off his ass? Is that what makes him change his yes. mind? <laughs> Just do it a little quicker.
0: Oh uh, well, they throw they put him in the bathtub and Jack Death calls Whistler to make him a deal mm. to offer Hap Ashby. And if he can have a life with Lena, and Lena's freaking out about it, but he hangs up the phone, and lets you know it's a trick, because you know slick Jack Death. And uh, we cut to Jack Death on the street, and Lena's on the roof with binoculars, and then Ruth Whistler is on there, is on the roof as well, and he takes her at gunpoint, and then fires a Death on the street, but it's not Jack Death, it's Hap dressed like Jack Death.
2: Pretty big gamble, by the way. Yes,
3: very big. <laughs> You I almost wonder though, you almost wonder, did you think he told Hap, or you think he just went, Hey, just stand here, man, wait for us.
2: <laughs> we probably give him a bottle yeah. of gin if he would do it. He didn't care. <laughs> yep. But it's love, it's like, all they had. Love, it's all they had. I love putting the person that you were sent to the past to protect in the most dangerous possible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like here, sit on this well, box d- of dynamite. Keep it safe. <laughs>
0: oh. In a in a fun moment, I like the Jack Death. He pops out and like taunts Whistler by telling him he's shot six times, but he's only shot five, and has the one bullet to shoot at yeah. Jack Death. And then Whistler tosses Lean off the roof, but guess what? A long second. We- the long second the watch comes back and Jack Death uh, hops on down to catch her on the ground. And the, big, well, and the biggest gaff that
3: I've always, the one that did always bother me that I could never look past was Hap's throwing, you know, uh, this bottle. You know, that, by the way, in the slow motion, I do love that. I love when he's, you know, drinking in slow motion and the, yeah. and the liquor is like miss, missing his mouth. I love that. I don't know why. But he, you know, Whistler's on top of the roof and he throws the bottle and he kind of hits Whistler in the face and then it cuts back to, to Jack Death and then it cuts back to Hap again. And he's already kind of out, Sort. he just starts to come out onto the roof and you, he doesn't really fall onto the edge of the roof. And you're like, well, how did he get there? It almost looks like he crawled down to that <laughs> position. It's really odd. Yeah. But that's the one that gaff that I was like, it didn't like, it wasn't like he got hit by the bottle and then fell and almost fell off the roof. It just, it, he gets hit by the bottle and then he kind of crawls down onto the thing and is holding onto the thing. And you're like, why is
0: he crawling down on the building? Okay. Yeah, he hits it with the one bottle and then he throws a beer bottle yes. and that knocks him down. Yes. <laughs> yeah,
2: the, yeah, the juxtaposition in this scene is what? Okay, well, Helen Hunt's falling and the rest is constant. It's whatever. It's yes. just what <laughs> <important> to happen.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Death has Whistler at gunpoint, and he goes to get the vials of his gun. One's broken, so only one of them can return. So Death sticks with Whistler to send him back. And uh, Wisely returns to conscience, and he's very confused. And rightfully uh, Death, so. Yeah. And De- Death tells Hap to help him out. He, ha- he's
3: he, like, ha- he has the reaction that Phil should have had when he woke up in bed with Lena. Right. What the hell is going
0: on? <laughs> <Where am I? laughs> exactly. Who is that man? Him? A fortune teller.
4: <laughs> <A
0: fortune-teller. laughs> yeah. Uh, and Lena asks Death what he's going to do since he can't go home. The obvious answer is you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Jack Death says, I kind of like it here. And they smooch. And then as they go away, McNulty as the little girl comes from the alley and walks up and smirks. Yes, yeah, Allison. Freeze frame. Allison- the end like are we supposed to be creeped out by that is it there is is uh mcnulty a-okaying part of it is Is like to mcnulty like shit i'm stuck here too guys (laughs) (laughs) well i
2: think part of it was you know she's like i think i like it here it's like well they could obviously just send someone back just to get you that happened in the movie already it's already been established it can be done Right. And, and also, not only can they do that, but they can just send the vials back in time because they yeah. did that. That's right. how.
0: Yeah, he was allowed his box of belongings because he had the pictures, he had the vials, the watch. Exactly. Just send send that
2: crap back in the past and do that.
0: <laughs> it was but, a but... tongue. In, it was a tongue in cheek, and you know
3: that I, I almost wonder because it could, it could go either way. It could go. Did Charles Band feel like? He was going to do a sequel, or do you think Charles Band was like, Oh, we're ne-, you know, it's just a one off, let's just put a little wink at the end and say goodbye. Like, it's interesting, well, it, it could so. go either way. Yeah.
0: Well, I think the the thing like Transfers one is nineteen eighty four, and I think the second one's like ninety two. Yes, but in between, There's, like an eight year gap. But in, be- because... but in between,
3: he did the Pulse Pounders episode, which was yeah, Charles Band decided to take some of the uh, properties that he had and put it into a TV show. So he made a short one on right. Transfers. He made a short one with the guys from Reanimator, not not Reanimator, but with the same crew. And then he did one for what was the other one? Um, oh God, I can't remember.
0: Yeah, it, well, I mean, like, but yeah, so, so it was so when, the, uh, when the, the, when the straight to video boom happened yes. in the early nineties, then he got like, when there was like dead or things that weren't even thought of as franchises coming back because of straight like scanners came back and had sequels and like transfers had sequels. And there's other, other theatrical movies like I mean, uh, puppet master. I mean, they were starting to get, cause they're like, Oh, it was a cheaper way. I mean, VHS was booming. And so a lot of like franchises found the route through straight to video. Even though they may have only had one theatrical feature in the '80s, they now did it. So I don't know if he was doing that. If he always planned on another transfers, or he's like, oh, that was one of my successful films. From well, ben. at that point, you know, Helen Hunt had some notoriety, and I think she came back. And amazingly, she came back for two and. Three. Because
3: I think she well, I think because maybe she felt well, a little you know kinship to him because he had kind of given her a b- a break at the beginning. Right. It was like ah, I feel bad for the guy, so let me be in the movie. She,
0: she is very limited in the third movie. Yes. Yeah, I'll believe that. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, that, yeah. Well, I mean, she's a big part of the second movie, and she was like, she for all intents and purposes, Helen Hunt could have said nah to a second transfer and it was straight to video. True. I mean, like, so it's 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 uh, you know, it gives me respect for her that she would come back and do two more transfer movies. Indeed. Indeed. Oh, by the way, and they weren't theatrical releases, big releases at all. They were. Right. She's
2: mad about transfers.
0: Mad about transers. Yes.
3: By the way, that third pulse pounders was from the Dungeon Master. You know, the one with Richard Maul where he was kind of the.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Was I love Dungeon
3: Master. So they were they were kind of interesting, and it was that one. That one kind of happened. The the transers part of that happened very very cl- closely after that first movie. So it's interesting, but but didn't, didn't quite have the the je ne sais quoi of that original transers. one final question because we've got what do we got we got Brandon at three we got Colin at two let's how about this okay so K&B of course is um, uh, Howard Kurtzman Greg Nicotero and Howard Berger um, so which of those three K&B one of those guys worked on trancers which one was it
0: that was is uh, was it Kurtzman no
3: you got two, two out of you got a, one out of two shot here Colin so you've also got you got Greg
2: Nicotero or Howard Berger alright uh. I'm going to go with Howard Berger.
3: Yeah. So you guys tied. Nice. It's a 3-3. <laughs> very good. Good job. Guys. There we go. <laughs> and 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 Colin, you did it. You said you're sick. So you, you did it with a handicap. So you should be very proud.
2: That's right. <laughs> I'm slow, but I'm not dead.
3: <laughs> Death has not coming for you. <laughs>
2: That's right. I'm not murdering people in the past. Yet. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but yeah, Trancers would go on for, there would be four sequels to this, and then a, I don't know what the heck it is. It's Trancer. what's it called? Trancers, it has no Tim Thomerson. Yeah. It's the only one.
3: Listen, once you lose Thomerson, it's it's kind of like... You know, and even more so, it's kind of like losing Gutenberg from the Police Academy movies. They started to just wean and go downhill, but at least that one had the cast. This one, it kind of lost everybody, and you're like, "Uh, it's not really, you can't do it without the Thomerson, man. He's like the,
0: he's the glue, you know? Yeah, they just call it Transfer Six.
3: Yeah, not so good, not so good.
0: And it's a movie that I, 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 I I try to, like, watch things all the way through. I couldn't, I couldn't finish it. It was all... In some, It was cheaply shot in, like, one apartment with people talking <laughs> about stuff in stock footage. It was, like, so cheap, like, beyond, like, cheap. Um, this is it like, like
2: Crazy Fat Ethel too, where it's just <laughs> clips from Criminally Insane? It's like that.
0: Right. Yeah, it's just, it's got this girl, and I don't, she, it, yeah, it's nothing. It didn't even feel Trancers-esque at all. I, I I am a fan of Trancers two and three, but Trancers four and five, they they did this like two part Army of Darkness type thing with it and I just was not Yeah. Uh, um but where he goes to medieval times.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All the listen, let me put it this way. All the things that made the original Trancers made made me look past the cheese and the and huh? the, the plot holes and the some of the bad dollars, whatever. All of those things I don't feel were in any of the other Trancers film. And I think it was because there, were, there seemed like on all aspects, even amidst the cheese, there was a love when they were doing that original Trancers, or at least a, right. a, a desire to do something
0: interesting and original. Well, I feel like the second one, I, I was... Uh, oh, it surprised me that it's... I, I think the second one's pretty good. And it was surprising because I expected, you know, crap. Right. And I was like, oh, this, the second one's pretty enjoyable. If you like the first one, go for the second one. And the third ones were things... Maybe start coming a little off the rails, but it holds together enough. It's an enjoyable movie. It's much weaker than the first two, but it's still okay. And then the fourth and fifth are just, well, you know what you expect from a Charles Band. Right. Interesting
3: for nostalgia's sake, but I, I feel like like there's there's some there the original Trancers had some somber moments that actually were able that they were able to pull off in my mind successfully. That in those other movies. You'd go well. Why are you being serious here? That doesn't make any sense. But the, but the, the the few serious moments in Trancers, I feel like were pulled off. So it it, it kind of hard in the other ones. Like the comedies there, you know. Uh, uh, Thomerson definitely still has the bravado and the and the the they're biodegradable. You know, he's still got the thing. But it just there's something very special about that original Trancers um, that yeah.
0: uh, it's some of it. Yeah, some of it. I think you know just good there's a passion some of it I think with transfers that's good happened by accident yeah because I mean I, I mean as history would go to show it's I mean yeah, I'd agree it's an exception to the full moon it's, Empire rules
2: yeah <laughs> well, l- let me ask you this in uh, uh, what, four and five when it goes to the medieval times oh, uh, <laughs> d- does uh, Tim Thomerson uh, pop a collar at all? <laughs>
0: yeah. I, uh, I, I you know, I think his I think he still wears his normal. Yeah, I think so. Um, but,
2: yeah. But the, but but the collar is popped, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, it's all worthwhile.
3: Um, yeah. <laughs> and the hair is wet.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got pop collar. He's got the trench coat. Of course. Because
3: dry
2: hair's for squids.
3: <laughs> That's right. No matter what no matter what century,
2: no matter what setting it applies. So I've got dysentery, is your hair yes. wet? <laughs> no. What a loser. Get out of my yeah. face, you loser. <laughs> Kicks them in the, you test them to make sure they're not a trancer. Why <laughs> trancers don't wear wet hair, you ass.
0: <laughs> I like how I like how in the beginning of this movie uh, they talk about he briefly mentions a test yes. and then it never comes up again.
3: A t- uh, now, what, do you remember what the test was? It was a T. Uh, uh, you can't give me a TSE. A TSE, a trancer suspect examination.
2: Which is like yes. a light bracelet. Basically. Yeah. It's a bracelet yeah. that glows. Yeah, yeah it
0: says yay or nay.
2: Yeah. I want to know what happens if it says, oh, you are a trancer. Like,
0: <laughs> oh, well, um, I guess I'm under arrest.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me, death. I'll go peacefully. That's one for you. I
0: mean, it's it's... It's borrowing, it's the Blade Runner thing because the Blade Runner has the. The boy the test. top test, yes. Absolutely. And, yes. And that's, that's what that's it's totally, you know, I mean, like I said, this is a dime store Blade Runner. It's definitely some and,
3: homages to Blade Runner, absolutely.
0: Even the, definitely. I remember reading um, that the car
3: that he pulls up in, the future car, um, actually had some uh, work done by somebody who was uh, a bit of a production designer on uh, some of the vehicles and stuff for Blade Runner. So, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, that's what that that's the style yes. they're trying to evoke with the opening sure. future that they can't hold on to for the whole right. movie, but, and the whole replicant thing. I mean, I mean, it's what it is. And I, you know, that's, you know, a good thing to crib from in my book. Yeah. Um, e, but beautiful.
3: There we go. Definitely be right. but definitely beautiful. Coffee.
0: The real stuff? That's going to cost you.
3: I deserve it. Find me some milk. I don't want any of that soy
2: crap.
0: Now comes the point in our show where we rate the film we just discussed. Uh, As we are cults in cavalcade, we keep our ratings culty. Our options are to stay with your family. Uh, That means uh, you will uh, be a squib and keep your dry hair uh, converted. You're definitely down with taking a trip back to 1985 and checking it out. And drink of the Kool-Aid. You will uh, stay in 1985 because things look pretty good there. And, you know, there's that Helen Hunt with blue hair. So, Jason... (laughs) How do you rate? Oh, crazy? the original, of course. I'm
3: drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm baking the Kool-Aid. I'm freezing the Kool-Aid. I'm all about the Kool-Aid. The Kool-Aid tends to get a little sour. I think, you know, as the as the sequels go on, the sugar uh, is drying up a little bit. It's not quite as uh, as uh, satisfying as, uh, you know, thirst-quenching as the other ones. But the first one, full-on Kool-Aid.
2: Cullen. Uh, it's good acting. Uh, pretty good music. The villain is just kind of... He he looks like... um. They couldn't get the guy from Reanimator, so they got this guy. Is, you know, <laughs> oh Jeff, yeah. that's interesting.
0: it which is funny because he would be all over Full Moon right, features right, right. within a year or that, two. That's
2: just that's just what he looks like. It uh, the it, it's a movie called Trancers, and the Trancers are inconsequential to what's going <laughs> on. So that, that that's that's something that kind of t- takes the the era of the tires for me.
3: Future cop.
2: Future cop. Yeah, yeah. If, hey, if it the, was just the, like future hey, cop, if, if it was just him stopping deaths in the past, I think I'd be a lot more in. But then there's this whole like weird trancer thing. Like if he were just to hypnotize people, I could be down for that. But they're like these like unusual zombified, but not zombified people that love to bite people. That's their go-to move: is bite, bite, bite. And it's it's really strange. um so i'm gonna say that i'm staying with my family on this i i think it's it it is a well-made movie uh but i don't see my rewatchability is a big factor for me and and also stuff it's like i can't believe this happened in this movie and it's kind of lacking in those two departments for me so that's why i am staying with my family for this one brandon why do you write trancers
0: I drink the Kool-Aid, uh, just like Jason. I just have this—I don't know—there's this, this charm for this movie that I, I like. Tim Thomerson's terrific in it; it's a pinnacle role for him. And I, you know, I like Helen Hunt here. I think the one thing with this movie for me, it flies by. Like even though I've seen it so many times, and even this time I was like, "Oh crap, we're almost done with this." When I was, you know, working on it for this podcast, and it, that it still flies by is pretty great for me. I I give it a lot of the conceits that maybe someone like, like I understandably like Cullen may not. But for me, I'm one of the people that okays with that. Uh, I like the, the dime store blade runner aspect of it. I think the, the film does have some style. I like a, a lot of the scoring choices and yeah, it just, it just works for me. I just, it happens to like, I don't know, put me in a good mood when I watch it. So yeah, I, I just have a lot of fun with transfers.
3: Okay, cool. The funny thing is, I don't disagree with either of you guys. Like, I, I I see points on all sides. So it's not. I I definitely see some of the film's faults and things like that. But I'm with Brandon as well in sort of saying that that for me it adds to the charm of that movie. And and uh, and there's a quaintness and a coolness about that movie that really that you know maybe spoke to me when I was younger. But definitely even rewatching it, that I just I love. I think it's really really cool. And I remember showing it to my kid, and uh, and even he dug it. So I mean, but then again, he is my Kids, so I mean, he likes a lot of weird movies. So
0: <laughs> I do. I I, I feel like part of, part of the charm for me is I feel like there's a lot of people behind this trying to make a movie that they have they really don't have the money to make and or the resources, but they're able to pull it off mm-hmm. somehow. And that's kind of like this underdog thing that that works for me. And though Cullen, in the scheme of like full moon features things, would you? Say it's better than most of the stuff that if you've seen a oh, lot no, of. Oh no, it, it, it's it's material. absolutely like, better
2: because it's never boring. It, never, yeah. it's never boring. And right. like you said, it, it's yeah. short, which is also nice. There's some like full moon movies. And it never gets set... like
0: intentionally stupid. Yeah, like, yeah,
2: exactly. So and it's god, the acting is so much better in this than in a lot of other full moon movies. This is definitely yeah. near near the top of of what they've done, but it's still like, I don't know, it just didn't 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 trigger me like, oh man, I got to see more trancers It was like, well, <laughs> I watched but the That's
3: trancers. probably a, but that's probably a good thing though cuz you know what <laughs> Once you step off the original trancers boat, eh, there's a few holes and leaks that you got to watch out for. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. If, if if the actual trancers themselves seemed more menacing, maybe that would have helped. I don't know, but yeah. Really, that, that,
3: a, that old lady with the with the with the with the with the pot full of hot water. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, I do, and, and, and I know why you say that the transfers are inconsequential. But in a movie called Transfers, at least immediately, you're given a transfer. That's true, right off the bat. That is
2: true. They do make good on the promise that there are transfers in the movie.
0: The transfer does move oddly,
3: like a guy, even though it's an old woman. But that's okay. That's okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's a lot of a lot of physical stuff going on there that you're not sure about, but it's fine. I guess when they turn transfer. They uh, they develop sort of a superhuman, I don't know, maybe.
2: Yeah, Yeah, we don't know the limits of what (laughs) trancers can do. (laughs) Because we're never given, like, an origin or anything. It's just like, oh, this guy does it. But, well, okay, well, that guy's dead, but there's more trancers movies. Shut up. It happened. Whatever. He's done. The future is saved. Or that one person's life is saved. All these other people died, but thank goodness that person is safe in the future. And, And also... How did Whistler plan to get away with this? They clearly have memories that um, of the other people that died, like one of the guys said, oh, I was having lunch with him, and then he just evaporated. So they remember these people's existence, and they know he's doing it. What was his plan to come to the future? Like I'm your leader now? Like no, you're not. You're going to jail. <laughs> well, you murdered the leaders of our like our city. Nation? I don't know. He murdered
0: people. <laughs> when they bring when they bring uh, Jack Death in, and they're talking about, like, Van Sant's, the recent council member who's been killed, why don't they think, let's send him back to save the Van Sant ancestor first? That's interesting, yeah. Yeah, that would makes sense. Like... But instead, they're like, nope, just saving ourselves. We didn't like Van Sant anyway. <laughs> or his family.
2: Yeah, it doesn't seem so like the future's entirely concrete in this, so... F it,
0: and also uh, Whistler. But if you if you kill Sant, wouldn't his wife still exist? Uh, yes. Who knows? His children might disappear, but the wife. Her timeline wasn't destroyed unless they went and destroyed both. Listen, but then now that now
3: the, now the space time continuum starts to unravel because then you're going to be.
0: Then, we have now then, started then, to then,
3: overthink. Then transfers you're going to start saying, oh, OK, well, wait a minute. McNulty, why did he go into the uh, I had to sneak past the parents and everything. Why did he go into the little girl? Why didn't he just go into one of the parents?
0: Yeah, that's what I thought. Maybe it's the most <laughs> recent
2: a- a part of the the line. Yeah, I guess. You know what I mean? I mean, definitely. I'm not. Well, he, again, he didn't I'm have just, any documentation on her parents, but yes, somehow <laughs> they had it for her. I don't know. They had a picture of like a middle school concert. Like, there. I'm related to her. Send me there. Great.
0: Maybe they, uh, we should start a podcast with the timeline paradoxes of trancers. <laughs> Maybe.
2: One whistler, he also he makes a little hologram that says, hey, I'm going to kill all the council members, and then I'm going to come back and be in charge. That's a confession.
0: <laughs> a, man. That's a That's man? That's a, hey, come stop me. <laughs> That's evidence. Clearly, he's the murderer. James. But here's the thing that the movie's seventy five minutes. That's there for the audience, not the council, really. If you think I, about it, it's like okay, here's the plot of the movie.
2: All right. I know. I would just love for him. It's like I pulled it off. I killed everyone. Why are the police here? Yeah. <laughs> oh crap! I'm in the council chambers. I'm do- I'm probably going to do some time. If I'm not murdered immediately, you can't prove anything. We have this video. Oh shit! <laughs> that says that you will go back in time and murder them.
3: <laughs> oh, it's definitely listen. It's got you know again a lot of a, a lot of, uh, of, of holes and things like that. But there's a quaintness to trancers, and a, and I agree with Brandon. It, it, there's something about it that whenever I watch it, it's just it, it reminds me of like just people working together for a really kind of cool, interesting movie that just, you know, again, spawned all these sequels, but I, I there's something special about that movie um, that maybe, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to just point one finger at, but all of these things coming together to make a movie that that just, you know, and, and again, started a started a company, you know, maybe a company that put out a lot of cheesy movies, but I love Trancers, so. Yeah,
0: and I mean, a lot of these things we're talking about now, uh, we're just coming up with now and talking about, like, it's a movie that runs so fast and whatever that, you don't care about any of that till you know, later. No, I noticed later, it when I was watching
2: it. <laughs> 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 I absolutely thought, like, we just told him he was going to do it. What an asshole.
0: <laughs>
4: Security, we've got trouble at the North Pole.
0: On the next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be discussing Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2. Uh, we'll be kicking off a fall horror march with the 1987 sequel to the jamie lee curtis slasher classic uh, joining in for the discussion will be justin beam from the justin beam radio hour podcast as well as shock till you drop blumhouse and a ton of other more awesome things this episode has come to an end uh thanks jason coleman for coming on and for picking transers. Oh,
3: so honored to be here. Great, you know, awesome to dissect transers and uh, and I bow to both of you guys. I'm uh, I, I'm al- I've always been a big fan of Brandon's and Colin. And I'm now I'm a, I'm a fan of yours as well. So thank you, gentlemen, for having me on.
0: We look forward to next time. But first, stay tuned for the trailer for Hello Mary Lou Prom Night Two. The trailer that actually trails.
4: Vicky's getting ready for the prom. Good morning, prom queen. Only nominated, not the winner. But she's about to get a visit from the past. I've been seeing things. Hallucinations about Mary Lou Maloney, that girl who died at our school. The mind plays strange tricks. It's not my mind, damn you! It's Mary Lou Maloney. We're in trouble, you What are you talking about? Mary Lou Maloney has come back. <laughs> like i'm not in control of myself i am afraid i might hurt somebody somehow her spirit has come back from the grave and she will come after you and me this is the only thing that will protect you you be gone be gone come on you're not leaving this house now mary lou has found her way back And Mary Lou is coming out to party.
1: to cult cinema cavalcade you can find more of cullen's work on the creative zombie studios network and on twitter at my name is Cullen. you can find more of brandon's work at whysoblue.com and on twitter at bt peters podcast produced by brad shoemaker edited by brandon narration by becky theme song pink baby by happy elf found on the FreemusicArchive.org network The movie in today's discussion is property of its respective studio and no infringement is intended. Please remember to leave us an iTunes rating and review. Join us again in two weeks for the next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade.
2: That's bad news because the heat will be on.
4: What's